Hello and welcome to the first ever RBNY UK podcast. We are proud to bring you this new series from across the pond in our favourite and beloved New York Red Bulls. Tonight, I'm joined by two guests who will be with me for this long journey and how we know and love Red Bulls is going to be a very long one. Let me pass over to one of the first people to going to talk apart from my boring voice. Let me introduce you, Scott. Hello, Scott. Good evening. How are we? Very good, Scott. And you looking forward to this long and bumpy road for the season? Every single season, I look forward to this long and bumpy road. It is a, it is a, a pain that we've all decided that we are going to invest ourselves in. But yes, I'm very excited. Actually, seems like it's going to be an exciting year this year. How about yourself? Yeah, as we know, Red Bulls, nothing's going to be easy and it's going to be full of talking points, which we will cover along the way. But thank you for joining me on this journey. Nice one. And not not least, we've got our fellow Red Bulls fan who's chomping at the bit to talk. I can see his little face now. Welcome, Luke. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Oh, I didn't work today. I dealt with work. So oh, perfect. perfect preparation, really. So, so the next season's upon us. Are you looking forward to it? Or are you thinking it's going to be another Red Bull season? No, I've got full confidence. Five trophies this year. Sounds like a typical Red Bull season. We're five, all optimistic. Five trophies. Actually, can we, win, can we win five trophies this year? Well, I don't know, who but... Knows? Who knows? I, th- I think Red Bull can do anything they want to do, to be honest. Uh... Yeah, it's been a very... If we can't win five trophies, we need to get a town hall set up. <laughs> well... Let's put it this way. It's been a very interesting postseason so far. We'll delve into this a bit in the, in the, in the future episodes, but and we'll t- gently touch on it tonight because there's a lot of talking points, load of ins, load of outs, boardroom discussions and everything in between. But let's first of all talk about how each of us decided to choose the Red Bulls amongst all the other options from across the pond. So, Scott, what made you decide to follow the Red Bulls. So back in the hazy days of 2003-2004, I picked up my third copy of what was then known as Championship Manager. Um, having played season after season of Wolverhampton Wanderers, either trying to keep us in the Premier League or get us to the Premier League, I thought I'd try something a bit different. Um, went over to MLS and found... Uh, I, I, I try and keep this one a bit of a secret normally, but... The first team that I found over there, their name begins with a D and ends with a D. Uh, we don't like to talk too much about them over here, and I think uh, I won't. I won't give them the satisfaction of saying their names. But uh, they were at the time the most highly decorated club in MLS, and they they really sparked my interest. Um, until I I thought right, I'm going to pick something new. I'm going to start a bit further down the league. Um, Metro Stars, the name, the colours, the jersey. It all sort of interested me. And at that similar time, Tim Howard was making his move from Metro Stars to United. And I just think those things all combined made me think, yeah, all right, let's give let's give those a go. And then uh, we're what now, 17 years, 17 years on. And it's been it's been it's been fun, to say the least. Yeah, a lot has definitely happened, but we can definitely say you chose the right side. We don't want to be mentioning them a lot much on here, but Definitely the right decision, I say. We don't want 
don't want any more people supporting them, put it that way. Absolutely not. And the question is for me, is your championship manager campaign of Red Bull, did you actually deliver some silverware? Of course, absolutely. Year after year after year, I do I do a championship manager or a football manager with uh, Red Bulls every single year and, and, and enjoy great, great success uh, with the the wonders of Red Bull 2 producing the, the superstars as, as we do. But um, hopefully we can see that in real life now. Yeah, 100%. Well, if things, things happen at Red Bulls and they're looking for a new guy, I'll put that down on your CV and get it over to the board for you. I'm ready. I am ready to go. Perfect. Thank you very much. So, Luke, we've heard from Scott. He's a massive now championship manager player, decided to see the light and didn't go for the darkness. So what made you choose the Red Bulls? My story is actually remarkably similar to Scott, weirdly. Um, so I, was a, I was a big fan of Foot Manager. I think it was FM 14, FM, FM 13 or 14. I can't remember that one. Um, it might have been 14, actually. I basically thought, oh, I'm going to try an MLS. And at the time, like obviously by then... The landscape between in MLS completely changed, and DC were no longer the big club they were. And New York, I think it was Jets back up winning our first title with Peck, uh, Mike Pecky. So we were waiting on the best team in the league with Omri and Kayla. I thought, oh, I'm going to go with them because I can just be, be easy. I can win everything with them, um, not knowing the history. Uh, so I, I kind of got met one, and I, then I started following the team properly, as I properly in the 15 season. And obviously, we won the Shield that year. So I thought, oh, bloody hell, I won a, actually supporting me, won a trophy. And I've been supporting this for about five years, and we haven't won anything. I thought, oh, I'm definitely got to keep watching these. And then, and then season after season, we get close and close to 10 minutes cap. Then we won 18 Shield. And I, oh, I thought I thought that was our year. I so thought twenty eighteen was our year, and it wasn't. And it's all gone a bit downhill. We didn't we win the Mickey Mouse Cup, which I was hopeful we might win that at Disney World. We didn't win that, um, but I'm excited now. I think this season got a lot of promise. Like I said, five trophies. Hundred percent. No, it's definitely been a roller coaster over the past five six years, and. If someone would have said to you five, six years ago, there would have been all the turmoil of losing all your players, bringing them all back in, a massive pandemic to play at Disney. Well, you oh, would say no chance. But of us, it's got the same thing. Have you won anything with Red Bulls on football? Managers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. It's, uh, like I do I do similar to Scott. Every, every early access beta period, although admittedly mine was slightly earlier this year, um, I always do a save them, and I normally normally end up picking it up again going to the cycle. And I think I won four back to back and it's cuts. And every I don't know if you do this, probably not. I'm just um, what's the word sentimental. Mm. I always send out some Carty back, but I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably get sentimental. No, hundred percent. No, well. I might as well say mine was not as interesting as you guys not bringing Red Bulls any glory at all I put on the TV and uh, what's funny enough it was the DC United versus New York Red Bulls game it was a very boring 1-1 draw I remember it 
But for some reason, I thought, oh, let's follow one of these two teams. Then I see the light. And thankfully, I did. Even though people say, blah, 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 with this. But it's been a privilege supporting Red Bulls and getting to know everyone, especially that my two fellow um, people on this podcast is it's a family and we just want to bring our point of view from across the pond and hopefully share it with people from all across the world. Um, I know that the MLS is slowly picking up traction in the UK and there's multiple fan groups over here and been in contact with quite a few of them. And quite a few of them have other content around, which I always suggest going and listening to because they talk very good and get very good interviews as well, which we hope to bring you. But my first question for you too, and this one you haven't been able to prepare for because I've brought that thing. Who has been your favourite Red Bulls player since you started watching and the reason why? Let's go oh. to you, Scott. Oh, God. Oh, right, OK. Um, there's probably a few. One that really, really stuck out for me was uh, Joel Limpair uh, on the left-hand side. I really, really, really like Joel Limpair. I think that was that was during the sort of 14, 15, 16 years. Uh, and I think he's a really, really exciting wide player. Um, currently, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a bit of a, a simpleton. I, I'm, a, I'm a massive, massive Aaron Longman. Um, I love the story. I love. I think he just epitomises everything that we do as a football club, which is bring people through Red Bull Two, um, farm our players. You know, he was from a relative nowhere. He did. He'd, he'd achieved nothing. Relatively old. Uh, for, for a player starting out in MLS, came in and is just, you know, captain the US um, and he's now an absolute staple. Been linked with Liverpool, been linked with Reading, been linked with West Ham, um, clubs in Germany, France. He's a super, and I've, got, I've got no idea how we've still got him. I've got absolutely no idea how he's still there, but I'm very pleased he is. No, yeah, definitely. Aaron Long, we all love him over here. Massive part of our beloved team and also one that could push into the European game with ease, but for some reason, whatever it is, he's with us at the moment. We're just lucky to have him, I'd say. So over to you, Luke. Oh God, I think I think is. I think let's be honest. I have to say Jackson McCarthy because yeah, he's all I go on about most of the time. Um, I don't. I don't think for 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 the time. I know. I I I meant to say I saw him towards latter years of his time at Red Bulls, but. When you, when you go back on YouTube and watch his early days, and you think also he came from DC, we basically we were no expectations. Mm-hmm. Like oh, people thought we lost the trade when we traded him, yeah. and he turned out to be probably one of our best players of all time. Two shields, captain, huge fan favorite, and and it didn't end. But we probably wanted him to to for him to lift the first cap. But yeah. I think I think if you look back over time, you see what a consistent player he he was, and easily gets into the all time squads. Oh yeah, without that, um, easily. I think a second second favorite has to be Bradley Wright Phillips, just yeah. because he's he's English like we are, and he can't like he came to a bit like Declan Carter, but even in more. No one wanted him when he came to Red Bulls. Literally, no one. I remember someone. I saw a comment somewhere. Someone said, "I don't even want his better brother, her better brother, not not alone him." And he's got how many goals he scored? I can't remember now. Eight, 
was he in the hundred, wasn't it? Yeah, I lost count. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called loads of goals. One of the, one of the and he's a, I think also he's a player we can call our legend. Like yeah. ten, like Omri, he's an Arsenal legend. But this player is one of the players you can call a New York Red Bulls legend. And I think that's huge. Like if, if it was ever gonna be a statue of a player at the side of Red Bull yeah, Arena, it should be Brad Wright Phillips. Yeah, no, 100% agree. I, so, I love the story as well with Brad. I love how, you know, I mean, it was Plymouth, it was Charlton, it was it was the team, you know, he, he he hit that sort of League One level and he was hitting, what, eight, ten goals at League One level, that was it. And for him to come from that to be an absolute beast over here and what he did. Um, and, you know, it's not it's not like everybody everybody who came over could do that. I mean, I don't know if you remember Luke, Luke Rogers. Yeah. Um, when when we brought him over, he he didn't have the same sort of. Fair, uh... Luke, Luke Rogers was okay when he played. He, well, no, he was okay. He but was. then then we had some. Um, what way should I put this? These issues. Mm. Well, it's 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 what the point I'm trying to make is that not all legal no. journeymen can come over to MLS and do what Brad did, and it, and it was just unbelievable. And I mean, he's still going. He signed for the Champions this year. He's going to have a fantastic season. He'll come off the bench and he'll hit 10 goals, guaranteed. Probably, yeah. 100% agreed. So, who is your favourite player of the current team, who would you say? Oh. Mm. That's a good one. Because I would probably say before last year, Raza. Yep. I would have probably said him, but he's gone. I think for maybe, I would say probably still, maybe Royer. I don't think Roy's quite up level he was three years ago, but I still think he can do a decent shift. Maybe not, I don't don't know, he can't can't play week in, week out anymore. He's not of age anymore. But I still think he's a handy player to have, maybe to start a few games and come for the bench. He's definitely an impact player. Oh, 100%. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think adding to it, I think. It's it's hard discussion. I think when you think you've got to try and pick up one player, but I think if I've got to pick one, I'm going to go for the Iron Man himself. I've got to go for Louis oh, Robles. He was an absolute stalwart in that team, ever reliable to not miss a game for such a period of games and always be there, always making unbelievable saves after unbelievable saves. There's another one that when we did let him go, and obviously. He went down to Inter Miami. I was just I, when I see him in that shirt for the first time, it just wasn't right. I just I was lucky enough to go out to was, New, yeah. New Jersey to see him in his last season when we beat New York City. And I was very happy that I managed to get out for that last year before the mass exodus. I, I, I saw, I went to a Lights game, Lights home game all that season. And when I went over there, I think, I think we had this discussion, Ronnie, but I, we pretty much knew that was going to be Robles and WBWP's last game. Yeah. Or last regular season game at Ripple Arena. We pretty much knew. Yeah. Maybe not so much by the right flips, but we knew Robles. I think whilst I agreed, I think I think his time was come to an end. I think I think it was the right decision for us to let him go. But it still hurt. And I was, I was glad I was able to go to that game, even if the game was absolutely boring. Mm. I was still glad I was there to experience the last game. I got to see this that squad. I think I don't know you guys agree with me here, but the, the 15, 18 era or 19, what I'll call the Jetsy and Chris mm-hmm. era, will be the best era in New York Absolutely. football history. 
I think the yeah. way we played to what we won. I don't, I don't think that like history will ever be beaten. And it's just really a shame we haven't got more tro- more trophies to show for it because that was we were so dominant for a few years. Like oh, yeah, it's a shame we've not got more trophies to show it. But no, I yeah, think, I think looking back at, at both Robles and Bradley, I think I, I agree with both decisions. I, I get both decisions. I understand. Um, when it's really difficult not to look back, yeah. Knowing knowing the past sort of twelve months that we've had, and Robles before the injury, um, Bradley with what he did at LA, it's really difficult not to look back at sometimes and think, oh, just just maybe one more one more year would have mm. would have done it. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think if I was going to say a current player, I do love Danny Royer. Um, just has that coolness around the pitch and off the pitch as well. He always seems like he's up for a laugh. But I think as well, I love Aaron Long as well, like you're saying, but I think I would have to go for Danny Roy. I just He's a cool, calm, collective character and he can be fiery, don't get me wrong, but just a cool, collective guy around. I think he's a person you'd want in a squad and has come up with very big goals along the way and hopefully we'll do the same for this year. So now... Moving on to some bit of post-season, pre-season action. So, it's load and loads of ins and outs have happened. More than you can even remember, I bet. So, we've had, God knows, how many hours of transfer negotiations behind the scene. We've picked up people from all around the world, even England and the UK, which has been great. But has anyone so far stood out to you that you're really looking forward to see? I actually think Fab- Fabio Loan is an interesting one. I'm not saying it's the best one. It's an interesting one. He's only got on loan to June. I think the season's not starting to April. He's got, he got to really kick it on in the first three months. Because he, he's, he's, he's basically uh, my key signing, really. You think about it. He's He's been signed as a, a striker. So he's got to get a ground on him. Um, I think the, the, the lads from... Salzburg, that's an interesting one. Yeah, and I also do think getting an international goalkeeper in. Yeah. I think we could possibly see one of our keepers go. Don't know who yet because I don't think you have three goalkeepers, especially two international taking internationals put up. So that's, yeah. that could be an interesting one over the coming weeks. I think. Yep, no, hundred percent agree. Scott, is there anyone caught your eye so far? Uh, there's a couple, really. Um, I think for me, firstly. You've got to look at the uh, Tom Edwards signing. I think yep. getting somebody in from England, uh, especially somebody that's as highly rated as he's been over there at Stoke, he's played Premier League football for them. He's played Championship football for them. Uh, he's gone down at Fleetwood this uh, for last year. He's played there. He's got a lot of minutes. He's not a he's not a newbie. He's not a he's not fresh off the the, the rocks. He he knows the game. Um, and I really think that wing-backs have been such an important part of what we've done over the past sort of 10 years. Um, and without Murillo and Taxi, I think since obviously losing that partnership at wing-back, we're really sort of craving some decent options. I think Kyle Duncan's form over the past 12 months has looked good. Obviously, Mandela Egbo is, a, is an option that's not played maybe as much as he'd have liked to just yet. Yeah. Um, but having Tom Edwards in the mix as well, I think he's a really, really exciting prospect. Um Secondly to that, I'm really excited about Cameron Harper. 
Um, it's it's really really good that we're going out and we're getting American talent that have gone abroad. Um, I think the idea that he's one of the the many many players that was able to get that contract at European club quite young uh, because he clearly looked very exciting. Um, the fact that we've gone out there and we've paid money and we've brought him over here back to America, I think that's a really really strong bit of business. Um, and of course the the, the uh, Salzburg players. Um, I think anything that comes from within our, our market, should we say, is going to be an exciting uh, prospect for us because they're going to know the game, they're going to know the way we play, they're going to know what we do. Jesse's going to have dealt with them for the last sort of 18, 18 24 months. So it's, it's, it's going to be an exciting sort of conversion to get them over here. Uh, I do agree with the goalkeeping situation as well. Uh, David Jensen didn't look as good as we thought he might do last year. Um Ryan Mira finally managed to play football for the first time in, in goodness knows how long, but I still don't necessarily see him as a long-term number one. I think, um, I, I, I think, I think Ryan Mera has a place at New York, but I don't necessarily think it's he's a number one position. I think he's okay when Robert is here. Let's be honest, when Robert was here, being a bench goalkeeper, your role to sit on the bench. You very rarely got to play a game. It's Lewis Robert who was in goal. But yeah. uh, I think I get wrong. I think I think he's okay. And we look at before Robert's game, he won rookie of the year. So he's not all for goalkeeper. And last year was a strange old season. So mm-hmm. you might get a chance. But someone I can like these goalkeepers. We're not going to have three goalkeepers in this squad no. along with Lewis Lisa. From you were saying from New York Red Bulls too, so yeah. someone is going at some yeah. point. I, I I agree with Scott. I I reckon it will be Jensen because Ryan Murray he's not he's not on that lot that much. Let's be honest, and he's American, and Jensen will be taking that. Say, international slots are a massive thing, on that, and I think that let, you know let's not waste so, one on on having two goalkeepers no. that, not, that one of them is not going to play. So no, it makes know. perfect sense, really. How about you, Safran? Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to see Andres Reyes at centre-half, really, playing alongside Long. I think, obviously, we've gone through quite a few centre-backs over the quite last few years, so we don't know. We've been always looking at... We've always been going through three, four, five, even in a season, like, with injuries and everything, so hopefully... Oh, Sal Zizo. Well, that's the moment of the days. Yeah, so Sal Zizo's, oh. Yeah, so, so, so many... Well, we've always had injuries, but... Hopefully we can get a good partnership this year, Long Reyes. And as long as we can build from the back and not concede as many goals. And then you can clearly see looking at what's come in. They've looked at the defensive side of the game. You've got a new keeper, a few new defenders and a, a big built-up midfielder who's going to like cut out the play but also play the ball forward. But that's been looking at what's come in. But obviously... Red Bulls being Red Bulls, a lot has gone out. So we've had quite a few, obviously, released at the end of their contracts and a few others that contracts might have been signed, not signed. Who knows what's happened? But some people have departed to faraway lands. But out of everyone who's left so far, is there anyone you're gutted to see the back of and wish that they could have done something more in the Red Bulls? I mean, shirt? I'm actually surprised. There's another ego. I'm surprised they let go Mark West. Oh, I'm going to butcher his name here. I'm going to say Raza, that better. Raza. Slash Nations is not my cup of tea. Um, I do apologise. 
Um, but I was surprised to let him go. Like, he was nothing amazing, but he's, in that 2018, he was amazing. And he had, yeah, he had a bit of a down year last year, but let's say so a lot of players. Um, so I'm, I'm surprised they didn't try, maybe we did try, but try and sign him on a bit less terms because he's still a free agent, so he can't have been, can't have got a lot of interest. So I'm surprised I didn't try and keep him on on a contract for maybe for another year but it just seems a bit of a strange one because and he, I think he also he adapted so well to New York life yeah. like which is a huge platz like and he got on so well with team and it just was a bit of a bizarre one to me um and I, know, well, I thought I know. he was a great option to have when yeah. uh, when we had a bit more of a stack midfield um, but I, I think when we relied on him, I think we were a little bit short. I think he he, he would have been a great option. I, I I'd have never have chosen to let him go this year. No, um, on a personal personal basis. But um, I think that's the the sign of what we're trying to do. It's it's evolution, not evolution this year. I think there's big big change, um, rather than just those little tiny tweaks that we've been used to seeing. No, hundred percent. So Scott, is there anyone else that you're particularly not like happen. Let's actually change around. Anyone that you're actually happy to see go out the door and someone I mean, have a chance. I mean, ha- happy uh, without without going into the wonderful terms of contracts and agreements and paperwork and all that horrible stuff. I, I am I am delighted that our little Paraguayan friend has uh, has decided to to to, to fly that fly the nest. Well, technically. Um, He's still on our voice, though, technically. Yes, I know. I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying not to get too political here. But, um, no, I, I, I am with, I'm with you. Like, I, I, I do think it's a shame, though, we never saw... We ne- I don't think we ever saw his full potential in a ball shirt. Oh, it's a real shame. I think um, what we could have seen was definitely was definitely something really, really fantastic. I mean, but... also, we, he came with, we came with so much... Expectation. Well, we spent six six million something like a lot of money on him, and we spent, we had a lot of expectations. And twenty eighteen was going quite well. We, we ran the shield, and it just kind of all went downhill from there. And you know, we won't get too much. I'm sure we mentioned it another day, but um, if it's true, what 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 has been said is true. That's not that's not looking too good. No, I agree. No, but I think definitely. after a year of um, calling calling over Club America, um, kicking balls into stands and and just just pretty major drops, I'm quite glad that we've not got that yeah, around anymore. I, yeah. I think it's I think it's good he's gone. Um, that's it. That's uh, I say that for everyone. I mean, yeah. Well, I think um, for me personally, I know. People were saying he's never the best player, but I really did like Tim Parker. I thought it was always Scott loved Tim Parker. Scott loved him. Solid player at the back. Great character having the squad. They'd always try and pick the players up around him when they needed that extra boost in a game. And it's just it's one of them players that like obviously he's moved on to Houston now. And we're hope we're hopefully like I'm never a fan of people like giving, sending people off on a bad note, but I really hope he does get a load of game time there and continues to play well because he did give everything he could for the for the franchise. And if at the end of the day, if so, a player gives their all, you can't say a bad no, thing no, about no. them. 
So, I, think, I think also like I think also he loved he loved being back in New York. I think he never why he wanted to join the club in the first place. Yeah. He wanted to get back to New York. He loved being back in New York. He was a New York native, and I think let's be honest with long we don't know this, but every every transfer window we get is he going to be here? Is he not? I think I think now he's probably is going to stay here because. I think I think it's time for his European move. My event gone done by now. I don't know. We'll see. But Tim Parker is going to be an MLS for life player. He's not going to move abroad. So he could be in a player here for life. Um, so it's quite a mixed one because I I, I think I don't think six hundred thousand is bad in MLS money. Obviously, in real life money, it's atrocious for a player. We've got to remember this is MLS money, not real money. No, hundred percent, but. We're looking at about now a month to the beginning of the season, the long-awaited return of the MLS season. And I know there's a lot still to happen within the month. There's going to be more additions, more uh, more news coming out about everything. But early stages, what are your expectations for the season, Scott? Um, I, I, I said this to you the other day, sort of off, off record, um, improvement. Genuinely, I'm just I'm just after improvement. I think the idea that we are growing something now and that something seems a little bit more organic and the, the, the start of something, I think to expect too much. I mean, uh, you know, we don't know. I think miracles can happen and we don't know what's going to go on. But I'm really, really hoping for progress. Uh, I think playoffs are a must because I think that the, the, the year that New York Red Bulls don't get the playoffs is the year that we really need to hit the panic button. Um, I think playoffs are a must, but... but any further than that, I think, is a bonus this year. Let, let's grow the team. Let's start to build something. Let's get that centre-back partnership working. Let's get some uh, get those full-backs running down uh, and doing what they do. Let's integrate these new players um, and let, let's let's move forward. Let's have a season that we can just get a bit excited about and enjoy um, in a good football. Uh, and that, that's it for me. I'm really, really not hammering that big expectation hammer at the minute. I just want better something to enjoy because I've really I've really not enjoyed the last sort of year and a half maybe um the way that we've played the way that the teams have set up the sort of the feel around the club um the everybody gets a pat on the back um even if we go out there and get drummed I, I don't like that I, I think we we need we need that sort of motivation back and that excitement and I think we'll get that this year so that's something no, 100%. I think there won't be one Red Bull fan across the world that say that at some points last season there was just some games that were awful to watch, especially when you go to the wonderful world of Walt Disney and your performances were just not good enough. Oh, but... against, uh, against, not against, not against one of the better teams, against Cianati. Oh, Cianati, I'm not good at nations. So... Scott's looking for improvement. Luke, what do you think about this next season? I mean, obviously, I had five trophies earlier. I don't really expect five trophies. It's nice to think. But I think, yeah, I think this season is all about making improvements. Like, okay, I think any time New York don't make parts is an awful season. They should be making parts. That should be minimum, absolute minimum, they should be making parts. I mean, I think I think also this team is going out to finish in the top four of the East. I I think um, I think it's all quite different. I, I don't know. I've, I don't know if we're playing in the US Cup yet, do we? 
for no, we don't be, uh... we don't know what's happened. Some some six MLS teams are going to be in that. We don't know what who yet or how we're going to decide that because so if, if they're in that, then they need to try and try and win that. You've got twelve teams, and that's that's a good chance of winning the US Cup, which is one of the oldest caps in the, in America, and. Take take the Leeds Cup seriously. Yeah, because it, we never really take, we never seem to take these kind of competitions seriously. Um, we should be, because it's a chance to go to the Club World Championship, and yeah, 100%. so yeah, I think making progress on the pitch is be a huge plus this year. No, hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm going to echo the points of my two fellow Red Bull fans here, and just say improvement and. Football you want to watch. I think that's the main thing is Red Bull. We've played some great football over the last few years, with the exception of quite a few games last year, but we just want to watch good football. But we're coming near the end of our inaugural episode of the RBMY UK podcast, and I'm going to ask for one I'd answer this. Who do you think will be victorious at the end of the season in the MLS, Scott? Oh, I mean... I know what I want to say. Um, but I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to apply the pressure. Uh, I think it would be really difficult to look past um, a Columbus, uh, an LAFC, a Portland, um, or or I, I do think into Miami will have a very good year this year. Um, I'd say one of those four teams for me. And who you got, Luke? Um, I agree with three of them. I don't agree with. Um, Miami, I I don't see. I don't think. I think any team got Phil Neville managing them is going to struggle. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, he got the job because he's best mates with David Beckham. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you, it's very hard to lock parts. Portland, you know what good Columbus are. Yeah, I think I would say Toronto, but now I've got Chris Armitz. I'm not going to say that. If yeah, if, no. if I had another manager. We've had got a good team, but I don't trust Chris Hammond to use it properly because we, we we know what he's like here. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, I think I'd like to look at Columbus this year, but we are coming to the end of the inaugural episode. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We're always available for a talk on Twitter and we'll be with you in the near future for some more 